All right, so we pick up where we left off after the Philadelphia experiment. Previously on, we'll name it next time. Ed Cameron, Duncan Cameron, and Dr. Von, John Von Neumann teamed up with Tesla and Einstein, Philadelphia experiment. Time travel. This is such bon a great Jovi. movie. Bon Jovi was there. He only sang his hits from the early 2000s. <laughs> it's weird. We need to make this. I'm just, I'm sorry. But it's I feel like movie. America is screaming at us to write this movie right now. It's a movie. We could do better, though. We can make it better. It's not a movie. What movie is yeah. this? So we pick it. Uh, it's called The Philadelphia Experiment. It is. No. They did, no one has made a movie where someone gets time warped. No, into we're going to make a biopic of Al Bielek. A documentary. Al Bielek. And Tom Hanks will play him because then you're guaranteed to do well. Does that sound does like he a have, good cast? Does he have AIDS? No, Steve. Not everyone has Philadelphia, AIDS in a Tom Hanks. I know. Not everyone has AIDS in a biopic. Mm. But the, we haven't even got to Al Bielik. We did Al Bielik for well, I'll be anyway. Ah, <laughs> After the test on the USS Eldridge. Yes, the after USS the test, Ostrich. The USS Eldridge. You know, after Ed and Duncan had come back to 1943, because remember they were they were morphed, they were teleported back to 1943 to mm-hmm. stop the experiment on the night that it happened. Yeah. So no one else like yeah. knew that they were gone for more than the night. After Ed and Duncan's excellent adventure, <laughs> yeah, people are fused. Guys oh are my just God. fucking fused everywhere. Guys are fused. They're fucking fused. Okay, to all the bulkheads. So after that, Ed just goes on like living his life, just <laughs> like, living, living his, his life, life. Like, like nothing. Walking happened. his beat, living. He his married life. a woman named Mary Jane, oh. and uh, and bore one son, Jeff Cameron. Okay, Al claims he has memories of four other children, but with different mothers. <laughs> so it's good. So, so he's, he's good. just a piece of shit. It's hard. Because in the it future, it was hard. Apparently, tour guides in the future have a lot of lives. <laughs> okay, Ed has it's a just lot of no. Lives. It is no. Edward Ed 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 was transferred mm-hmm. to Los Alamos National mm-hmm. Laboratory in July 1944. Okay. To assist Doctor Teller, so Doctor Teller is a new face in this uh, in this story. Is there a Doctor and Penn? and believe it or not, fucking von Neumann also. Okay. Von Newman is a fucking Time Lord bandit. Yeah. He's just <laughs> keeps time popping Lord? up. He's he a guy like own, you see in the he background. He has his own villain island. He has a villain oh island. Oh my god, this movie just needs to have him in the it's background so of every shot. But his like, hair is, is out of control. Where it's like it's crazy. like what, it's ridiculous, but it's kind of creepy that he's in every shot yes. and you're like, "Oh my god, <laughs> Newman, fuck, dude. But you're this, running this whole thing." Oh my god. It all comes back to Von Newman. It's all coming anyway, back to Newman. Ed was transferred to Los Alamos. National Laboratory mm-hmm. in 44 to assist Dr. Teller and Von Neumann with mm-hmm. the atomic bomb project. Oh, shit. <laughs> Dude has experience. So Yes. He's uh, all about those well, experiments with listen, city names. Guys, he's got a good resume. Von Neumann was like, Dude, I met this guy in 83. <laughs> Dude, he checks out. Just give him Hey, the in 40 years, we're gonna be we're gonna be chill in 40 years. It's he's be cool. totally cool. Don't be a dick. Just give Don't him a Don't be job. a dick about the time travel thing. Listen, like, he's fucking believe done that. experiments with other city names. It was Just classified. Do it. Just His hire. brother got fused. Got, dudes, <laughs> everybody was fused. Everybody in those days. was fusing and just it got weird. 
Everybody just was let him have the job. Go on. So anyway, he's working on the atomic bomb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, why? That's a good anyway. Ed, That's about as good as anyways get. So anyway. Ed Cameron. Ed, Ed Cameron had access to secret files at Los Alamos mm. and learned that time travel was already accidentally discovered in 1936 near the Bermuda Triangle by a Navy oh. ship. <laughs> oh, my. This is... Oh, oh my did God. I mention, did I mention I worked on the atomic bomb also and that time travel happens in the Bermuda Triangle? Oh. Um, also, you should know that somehow... Bigfoot finds his way in, too, and I'm not kidding. What? How is this not a movie? Bigfoot is involved. Oh, my God. I don't fucking know. Bigfoot's involved, dude. I don't know. I will I don't personally know. fund this movie with my retirement Bigfoot, fund that is woefully I don't know if it's in my. Yeah. I don't know if it's in my story here, but Bigfoot, like, essentially gets, like, teleported into, like, a laboratory and just oh. fucks it up. Oh, uh, that actually happens in his accounts. Like they had a name for Bigfoot. Uh, I think they called him Junior, and he just gets into a lab and just fucks everything up. Oh, like I will. This is a Netflix series, or Jeff Bezos. Oh shit! Hold Amazon. on to that. This is a Netflix oh, series. No. Fucking hold on to that. Okay. God damn it. Hold on to that for later. Wait, okay. Also, can I can I give you a conspiracy theory? Yeah, he's probably, Ed's probably involved in it. Well, I, I'm just saying, you know, I keep saying things that I'm like, then this should happen. And then you say, hold on to that. I feel like I'm saying these, they're coming back and rewriting the history around this episode. Ah, oh, like they're live editing my Google yeah. Doc. We're, we're part of this. We're a part time of this frame. now. We're a part of it now. We oh uncovered. my God. This is the best movie ever. Um, this is, feels like a good time to say mm-hmm. all of this information from Al Bielik's website is designed <laughs> is is designed to get you to buy a oh, DVD set. God, yes, of what? <laughs> it's four CDs. It costs twenty nine ninety nine. Oh no! What is it? What this is, is it a about? story? He just he tells the story for four oh, it's hours. CDs. How do we listen? What is the it's audio. No, you literally you have to oh, buy it. So you have to go I, back in time to I listen. I think you can get it on YouTube, and I did not listen to all of the hours. Holy shit. We might have to do a uh, like uh, live commentary. Oh, that'd be sweet, like Mystery Science. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Um, okay. So anyway, he got, he got married. He's working on the atomic bomb now. Yeah. Bermuda Triangle. Class, <laughs> classic <laughs> American fuck, tale. Fuck shit up in a, in a laboratory. Apparently, okay, so remember, uh, uh, they did their time travel thing in 1943. Yes. He's saying it was discovered in 1936 in the Bermuda Triangle. Of course. Apparently, the ship disappeared and reappeared two months later. Duh. Uh, His questions about this project were met with the response, Don't ask! That's what it says. Don't ask! Don't ask! They're coming for you! Oh, you're fucked now! You're screwed, dude! Get out! Government's coming. Bigfoot's gonna fuck your house up. So the government's response was basically, if you walk in someone on someone taking a shit, no, get out! Get out! Next time, don't ask about time travel, even though you did it. Wrong with you? Even though you're the guy we sent, don't do it. You could help us, but no, no. So. 
While working on the hydrogen bomb project, Ed and Dr. Teller strongly disagreed. Dr. Teller is sort of a creepy guy like Von Neumann. He doesn't they strongly talk disagreed either. with I, the if I know viability. Doctor Teller, he never Dr. talks. Teller. He has a friend that talks for him, but like, yeah. he's kind of the more <laughs> interesting one because he's he doesn't the quiet talk. One. Yes, he just thinks. <laughs> so, so Ed and Doctor Teller strongly disagree with the viability of weaponizing fusion. Okay. Ed believed it to be unpredictable. Fair. Eventually, this disagreement got Ed forcibly separated from his family. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, not from the group that was working on the hydrogen bomb, but forcibly separated from his family and a one-way ticket to Washington, D.C. in 1947. Now, here's a question. Yeah. Wouldn't by virtue of him predicting something is unpredictable that he has predicted it? <laughs> Don't future tell me. Don't. Don't hyperspace Listen, me right now. I've I been to 2731. And okay. it's in the and year 2731. <laughs> Another reference. No one's going to get it. <laughs> Despite Ed's plea with our government, they told him he could continue working, but he had to leave his family. <laughs> you know, that's fair. That's- hey, listen, dude. It's fine. You just have to leave your family. I've relocated. It happens. You're, you know. You have to leave all four of the women you've had babies with. He's like, oh, thank Christ. (laughs) Yes. That's why he said it. That's why he says it. No. No. Hey, Jeremy. Jeremy. They forced me to leave. They forced me to. They said, listen, you can't see your family again. That's why I don't send you child support. (laughs) Listen, I'm a good guy. I'm from 2749. What do you want me to do with child support? It's not me. It's the system. system. uh, If I could, you know. uh, Oh, uh, Oh, God. I'm going to get you a car when you're 16, though, Jeremy. Yikes. I'm going to get you a car when you're 16. What kind of car do you want? You name it, I'll get it for you. I'll be at the game. I'll be at... (laughs) Good thing neither of us knows about this kind of stuff. (laughs) Don't. Don't. Uh, So... Happy Father's Day. His ne- his next project, Ed's next project. Keep in mind, we're still on Ed, right? We're still this, on Ed. I, this is a biography about Al. We're on Ed. Despite Ed's plea with our government. Mm-hmm. Nope. That's the wrong part. Yeah, his next project yes. was to be an observer of the Mach 1 project at Edwards Air Force Base. So basically, oh. Ed is like the Forrest Gump of weird science things in the military. Yeah, he should say <laughs> Like he was there for all, all of them. Of them. Including Bigfoot. Yeah, now who has a nickname like of Junior? Racer. Okay, what? Where'd you go? I had a thing. Um, so <laughs> did you just come back for twenty seven thirty nine? Yeah, uh, turns out this one flops. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this one only gets two million. So he's lessons. working on the Mach One project. Oh, he no. worked closely with with uh, with Jack Ridley Wait. and got to know Chuck Yeager. If you hear rustling, it's because I'm wiping up vitamin water off the floor. I don't care. I Chuck Yeager. It. She got to know Chuck, Chuck Yeager. Chuck Yeager is an action who made hero. us like one of the sweetest all-time uh, like '90s computer games. Chuck Yeager Air Force Combat or something. He has Chuck Yeager's like, Air Combat. He has a so sweet good. name. Okay, so um, 
So when the project concluded, the Mach 1 project, when that concluded, Ed and Jack Ridley decided to go into business with each other. They formed a company in California called JRC Enterprises. Their company worked uh, toward building the first ion propulsion engine, which sounds oh, like a fake thing. Oh, that's still around. Okay, That's good. That's well, like you know. one of those things that shouldn't be a thing, but is. It's but is. Supposedly, uh, yeah. it's like infinite acceleration. Okay, so the Forrest Gump of uh, science is, again, still going. Ion, ion propulsion. They received funding from the military and ultimately were successful in 1953. When the test was successful, Ed's father, Alexander... Finally, through had a game of catch. <laughs> Alexander Duncan said, finally "Son, I dad. finally accept you." And he hey, had Dad, a you game remember when I catch. called you? Dad, you remember when I called you and told you I spent literally two years in uh, eight hundred years from now, and you didn't call me back? But now I have a company, and you want to be. It's really that event is actually what inspired the final scene of Field of Dreams. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so Ed's, Ed's father, Alexander, got involved and promised to fund the project uh, to move it into production. Yeah. Something went wrong. Oh, you don't say. Apparently, this technology stepped on the toes of some other powerful group. So this the is Illuminati Ed. This is, is this now is Ed in saying this. he invented something sweet, but like they didn't let him keep his. Invention. Oh my god, this movie is so good! <laughs> I, I know. He thinks it has something to do with the Cristaldi Research Group. It was huh. de- it was it was decided to take Ed out. <laughs> He's too successful. They didn't want him to know, so they took. They decided to take him out. Too successful. A group of black ops soldiers. Wow, why they gotta be black? Black ops. <laughs> a group of black ops soldiers <laughs> removed Ed from the premises and put him on a train to the Pentagon. Oh. So he's invented ion propulsion, but the big wigs at Cristaldi Research Group take him out. Okay, they sent him to the Pentagon. They sent him to the Pentagon. Ed was taken to McLean, Virginia placed into a portal what and sent yep stop <laughs> yep stop a portal it. steve it's a portal yeah of course it <laughs> he is. was too good he knew too much he knew he was too good for america at that point he was he was taken to mclean virginia placed in a portal and sent to future Where do you think he was sent? nope He's, have you seen nope. stargate have you seen the he movie stargate it's too big not- of a deep cut for me to like Actually he was not to sent to the future or the past. He was sent to Alpha Centauri One. <laughs> That's fucking. <laughs> I'm sneezing. That's the plot of Stargate. <laughs> after listen, after several days interrogation by aliens, <laughs> yep. Go on. Ed was returned to the Pentagon. I'm not convinced that this is not. So, despite the fact that he he sounds like he was pretty transparent, he was just inventing ion mm-hmm. propulsion. Yeah, he just you they know, just, decided. Just it. You know, this guy has some secrets that we can't interrogate out of him. No. Let's send him to some aliens through a portal. Yes. So he's returned to the Pentagon. Okay. Going back to the Pentagon where it all started. Ed Ed continues to report to the Pentagon daily, though. <laughs> But he was never given another assignment. He just kept showing up like, hey, guys, <laughs> I know you sent me to aliens for two days, but I'll work. I'll work. I invented ion propulsion. <laughs> I've been to the future. 
He's on payroll. We just got to wait it. <laughs> like, listen, I know he's been to the future. He invented ion propulsion. He knows Bigfoot, but he just doesn't have the experience. But he's like just can't a total dick. No he's one likes being dick. around him. No one likes him. Yeah, he's like... Josh always, from HR he's, said he's cut him in line to the copier. Yeah, what a he's dick. always stealing batteries from the storeroom. <laughs> like, how the fuck are we going to deal with this guy? He acts like uh, he knows Tesla. He and, doesn't know Tesla that well. He doesn't uh, even know he him that well. He him. doesn't even know his first name. <laughs> and he's just like, he knows him. He knows Phil. Everyone knows He Phil. calls him Phil. It's, it's really weird. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> he was never given... Too. He was never given another <laughs> assignment. Yeah. Continual inquiry on Ed's part finally resulted in a plea to the joint to the joint chiefs. So Ed is uh, like, guys, please give me something to do. Like, Stop leaving me out. So he pleads to the joint chiefs. Stop giving the, me the, the shaft. response. Yeah, God, stop giving me the shaft, Stop guys. fusing me to the shaft. I didn't even get fused. I was the only... T- I was two guys didn't get fused, and I was one of them. I was like, explicitly said, I want fuse. I found a DeLorean, literally rescued my brother from 600 years in the past, and you guys won't even give me a, do- a desk job. Do you it's even like see our box office numbers? It's like ridiculous. It's like ridiculous how you guys treat me. Dicks. So the Joint Chiefs said, there's nothing we can do. It's out of our hands. Hmm. And they're a pretty powerful group, the Joint Chiefs of Staff. <laughs> but yeah. it's out of our hands. Mm-hmm. 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 Ed knew too much. He knew too much, yeah. Obviously. And he irritated Dr. Teller. Dr. Edward Teller. Not Penn, just Teller. <clears throat> Dr. Teller. He was then taken to Montauk. So Montauk oh, okay. is like, is that like Long Island? Montauk? Is that where Does Montauk it is? Um, he was taken to Montauk on August 12th. <laughs> 1953. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, long Island. Quick yeah. trip to Montauk. Yep. On August 12, 1953, Steve. Yep. Ed was physically regressed. What does that? To Al Bielek and the year 1927. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> so let me just tell what? you what those words mean. Holy Ed shit. Ed Cameron knew too much. Yeah. So so they sent him back in time. Yes. And while he was traveling through hyperspace, mm-hmm. he aged backwards into a baby. And then he was birthed. Who was given to a family, the Belick oh family. God, that's named the Al sequel. Bielek in 1927. That's the sequel. So that's where, yeah, that's where the initial one ends is Holy him getting regressed. Shit. And now here we wake up in 1927 as Al Bielek. So, oh Steve. My God, this is the. I, Ed Cameron is Al Bielek. Ed Al Bielek is Al Bielek. <laughs> Ed Cameron. Oh my so God. So you remember Al Bielek? We I talked about him for 30 seconds. So much. So Al Bielek was the one who was a nine month old? Yes. Al Bielek. Um, he was the nine month old who could understand conversations and he yeah. had an encyclopedic well, memory. Obviously he could. Cause he's obviously Ed. What's his face? Cameron. He's Ed Cameron. He was a grown man Cameron. who was regressed as a, to a child. Oh my That's why he God. could understand all these things. Oh my God. This is the best. Like, so remember oh. Al Bielek mm-hmm. was that savant guy who who got a PhD Super from smart. Harvard. Super smart. 
Very, very, very smart. Yep. Uh, the Navy recruited him to work with extraterrestrials and psyops, right? What? Try that word again. Extraterrestrials. I, we did this in the last episode, and you said it standard for you stood for something else, but you were extraterrestrials is what you said. Or I'm sorry, we we haven't got to Albelix education. PhD at Harvard was Ed Cameron. <laughs> So he still has it, but he's he's Al Belik. Yeah. So so Al Belik was child genius, um, walking encyclopedia. Then the Navy recruits him. So mm-hmm. now keep in mind, Al Belik is born, uh, supposedly born, eleven years after Ed Cameron. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, so he's a little younger, but a little bit. Older. But like yeah. anyway, they dated. It'd be fine. So the Navy recruits as long as him to work. Out of high school. To work with uh, e- E.T. And, uh, and psychic ops. Yeah. So let's go back to Al Belick now. Mm-hmm. So Al Belick's just doing his job now from nineteen from from what would be like the 40s until the mid-50s. He's just working for the Navy. In okay? the Navy. Which is interesting because all the Ed Cameron stuff would have happened while Al was working in the Navy. But let's not worry about the, not, <clears throat> the logistics of that. Listen, it's best situation. not to overanalyze such a good movie. So after, so so in his own biography, mm-hmm. after saying the Navy recruited him to work with PSYOPs. Yes. The next thing he says is, while in Hawaii in 1956, yes. Al had a brief encounter with who he believes now to be Mark Hamill. <laughs> Oh, no, 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 no. The actor in Star Wars. Stop. <laughs> and Steve, let me tell you this. It has oh my. absolutely nothing to do with his story. He just said it like, hey, guys, I met he's Mark Hamill at a bar. He's just fucking I'm name a- dropping? <laughs> yeah, he's just fucking he's trying to get some cred. traveler. And he says, hey, I met Mark Hamill. That was pretty fucking sweet. Pretty sweet. <laughs> like a Luke. Soon <laughs> I know him. I know the Joker from fucking yeah. animated series. He's, he's cool. Yeah, no, he's yeah, he's like he's trying to play it off cool. He's like, hey, I met Luke Skywalker, and I like said, dude, 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 you should totally voice like, okay the Joker. You should do the Joker in fifty like, years. Trust me, it's a good. Joke. Keep in mind, Steve. Yeah. This is nineteen fifty six. So I how didn't old look this is up. Mark? He would have been like I'm, two. I'm getting ready to look that up. Because um, he was what, yeah, like exactly. maybe twenty two when he unless was he's Skywalker. a time so he would have been he would have been uh, five, four yeah. or five years like old. At he was the born oldest, in he was born in fifty one. Okay, so he'd have been four or five. So, <laughs> so what's he doing hanging out? With <laughs> he met a baby boy? and he was like, "Oh, hey, Mark Hamill, what's up? Oh, I'm obviously Al. That's you. I'm Al. You're five, but I'm Al. I traveled in time. I used to be Ed. Because yeah, he was I'm like, a, what? Th- I'm wait, Al. how old was he at this point? Who? Uh, Ed or Al? Al Ed? Well, okay, that's an interesting question to ask Steve because he's a grown ass man who is transported back to 1927. Yeah. 27, but this was 50. So, so on the surface, he, he would have been yeah, he would have been 29 ish. But really, he was born in 1916, so he's really. Like twice that old. I don't know. Do you know, know what this is? So you know, he they he was in eighty three, right? Yeah, he spent some time. So in this is the part of the movie where like the audience is gonna love the reference back. He's gonna see like Mark Hamill being all famous in the Star Wars movies, and somehow they're gonna have a run in. And then when he gets and he's sent gonna tell him. back, 
And it, it's going to be the callback, and everyone's going to be like, oh, I remember that. Hey, you need to move this boy to Hollywood, and see? This is why so that's the like, minions are famous, because people he's, like shit that's dumb like this. He's no longer the Forrest Gump of science. Now he's just Forrest Gump. Now he's just yeah. doing regular Forrest just, Gump things, like well, saying, hey, you need to get this five-year-old in movies, well, specifically this, space ones. Well, we're going the back, to the, you know, the back to the Future concert scene, you know, where he... Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Inceptions it to be, so. So that wasn't important. Good. Soon after that encounter, he was recruited by the Navy again. In the Navy. So remember, this man has been recruited into the Philadelphia experiment. He sailed the seven into, seas. Into the atomic bomb, the development of the hydrogen bomb. Mm-hmm. So now he's recruited into the Montauk project. Oh boy! Yes. Remember that C word from the last episode, conspiracy? No. This is a pretty solid one. Okay, so the Montauk Project Mm -hmm. is an alleged series of secret United States government projects conducted at Camp Hero or uh, the Montauk Air Force Station in Montauk, Long Island for the purpose of developing. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. A coincidence. (laughs) Uh, For the purpose of developing psychological warfare techniques. Mm-hmm. Um, and exotic research, including time travel. Ooh. Seems like a good guy to have on your yeah, crew. He knows a thing or two. He'll Jacques Vallée. I think it's Jacques Vallée. Jacques, Jacques Vallée. He ha- okay, so- actually, he's you know he's in this story, but what he's better known for is like taking people's cars and then parking them for them for <laughs> like a small sum of money. Yeah, after their dinner. Yeah, it's. He it was like he got fed up with the government and he created he just a did system. it on his own once. He was like, you it's know like, what? I could make a like, business out yeah, of it. Yeah, he had a, like hey. a bad night and he just couldn't find Jacques parking Valet. and he like, you know it really ruined a nice night out with his wife. And he's like, you know what? Another one of those just classic Brooklyn Italian names, you know, Jacques Valet. <laughs> Jacques Valet. <laughs> it's like Philly classic. <laughs> just, Okay, right so, off the so, boat. So who Jacques Vallée actually is, is a ridiculous conspiracy theorist. Fair. He describes allegations of the Montauk Project as an outgrowth of stories about the Philadelphia experiment. Mm-hmm. Making any connections? How about nope. Al Bielik? And uh, Cameron. Uh, um, the history of the Montauk Project story is closely associated with and often believed to originate in a book called The Montauk Project. Well, it was a series of books called, book the called The Montauk Project. Ever heard By of a it? guy named Preston Nichols. Hmm. I don't like that. Yeah, name. I know. There's yet another person in here. So Preston Nichols is a guy who, who worked closely with Al. Mm-hmm. His name is Preston. Um, what a douche. He was told uh, uh, Preston's research began right after the Philadelphia experiment. He actually read the final report of Project Rainbow, which we know now as the Philadelphia experiment. And he, he read, read the, it like the, and he was just like the government's report of it. He's just he like says. he read Project Rainbow. He said, "Gay, <laughs> this sucks. Characters are unbelievable. It's bullshit." So the report named the Cameron brothers. As the Navy liaison to the experiment. So then so then Preston Nichols, he gets to somehow read these secret government files. We're going to gloss over how he was able to Classic do that. Classic Preston. And he got pulled into the mind science projects at Montauk. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Talk about what they did later. But he worked with Al Bielik. Yeah. Um, and ended up writing this book. That okay, sounds, so that's Preston that's Nichols. It's all sounding 
just fine. Okay, so that's what the Montauk experiment yeah, was. That's so all like there. psychological warfare, like trying to read people's minds, mm-hmm. okay? And also trying to travel through time. That's the Montauk project. So not only Montauk. are we invisible, now we're reading people's minds and we're traveling through not time. Not like that rainbow project. So this sentence coming up here, <clears throat> when I read it, I thought it was like really outlandish, but having heard the rest of the story. Yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, whatever. Uh, this is fine. Yeah, <laughs> this is fine. Just go for it. So here's, so Al. Yep. Al would work his normal job in California. California. And take, yeah, and take the underground subway to Montauk, Long Island to carry out his duties there. Wait, what? So go ahead and do that math. Wait, wait. You tell <laughs> He does it. not explain this at all. He 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 words this as if it's no, common no, knowledge. No, 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 no. He took the underground subway from California to Long Island. To Long Island, correct. Uh, but, uh, and and again, he does not explain why this exists, how it exists, or who it's for. He just like just says uses that there's as a if subway. It's like saying, yeah, I take a plane from you know Milwaukee cut, to Denver. Yeah, That's I cut fine. the number okay. two up to eleventh and whatever. Yeah, like street. who else is riding it? Like, like the Men in Black are riding it, and and like yeah. Bigfoot. That's that's a, a com- that's a com- like comedic relief scene in our movie. Bigfoot's just there. He's like he's like getting hyped up to beat the shit out of the office. Oh, see, I think Bigfoot's like drinking a coffee, like reading the paper. Ah, another day at work. Gonna tear the shit out of the laboratory. Or or he's reading the cop the drinking a cup of coffee and then Al accidentally bumps into him and then spills his coffee and he just says train. you know what? And then he goes in and it's another callback. There's a lot of callbacks in this movie. Not today. If you're gonna do time travel comedy, no, there has today. to be a lot of callbacks, you know? But it's like, you know, it's My. not it's not whole I mean it's mostly comedy, but it's more like men in black. There's action elements. We, yeah, the whole family great. can enjoy it's it. Forrest Gump meets Men in Black meets Bigfoot comedy. <laughs> Harry and the Hendersons. What meets genre Men is this? Uh, it's like a Forrest Gump Men in Black Bigfoot comedy. Is that right? Harry that and the Hendersons. Okay. Uh, so anyway, yeah, he would take the underground subway from mm-hmm. California to Long Island. Duh. Classic. After the listen, Steve. Yes. After the time tunnel was perfected, <laughs> he would simply be teleported what? to the underground base and return back to his apartment. You know the time tunnel the, where you teleport. You know the from time one tunnel. Place to another. That's another movie. Yeah, the time right there. Yeah, it's the third one. It's <laughs> it's, it's boring. It it's is the weakest of them. It is <laughs> yeah, truly the third Godfather. And just trans and just teleports. But. Like they met, they had good intentions, but it's like you know the odd numbered Star Trek movies. It's right. just not as good. <laughs> During the 1970s. So Al's had a lot of shit yeah. happen to him. Remember, he's lived two lives. <laughs> like this yeah. is fifty years. This is fifty years after he was reborn as Al Bielek. He's just fed up with the shit. He's just <laughs> oh, right. he's real like original. He's like a hundred ten years old. He knows everything. He invented everything. Ugh. He's just sick of. He has shit. not yet played the lottery or invested in Google or or Apple. Or he has not he done do. drugs, and he is missing out. I mean, he could really have made some money. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? He should have hid that sports almanac, you know? Yeah. So during the 1970s, Al was the program director for the psychics who managed the Montauk chair. Like an actual chair or? An actual chair. The Montauk chair used subtle quantum fields to read a person's thoughts. Wait, wait, wait. Are you talking about like a chairman? No. Like a chair. <laughs> like a chair that you sit oh, in. Like a no. I picture like a dentist chair. I gave you the benefit of the doubts thinking, you know, like. No, no, no. 
The Montauk chair, chair sounds like a like a bad born sequel or something. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not. It's literally it's like, a chair uh, that reads your mind with quantum fields. It's like the born identity, but nothing happens. But, you know, the right. leaf change in the chair. fall, and it's kind of nice. Yeah. A psychic would lay in the chair, mm-hmm. go into a trance. Wait, wait, wait. He laid in the chair? Yeah, it's you a don't lay chair. in it. Oh, okay. It's a recumbent. It's a, it's a recumbent. You lean him back. A psychic sits and they're like, I can't yeah. lean you back. It's a chair. And I'm thinking, I'm you know, lean just you like back a patio chair. Gonna... You're not leaning in a chair without yeah. having your back. You can only do that so long. You they can... lean you back and they warn you as if like you would be startled by the fact that the dentist is leaning your chair back. Oh. I'm going to lean you back. Oh. I'm going to lean you back. This thing Ready? that's happening every, that happens every time, you know, we're, it's going to happen. three, I'm going to lean you back. Holy shit. Don't punch me. I'm going <laughs> to lean you back. Why is that his voice? Listen, you're in a sit, then you're going to lay. Oh, sidebar, mm-hmm. uh, unanswered question. Yes. How far back in a chair must you lean mm-hmm. uh, before you go from sitting to laying? Well, that's that's one of those in questions degrees. that's like, you know, how many pieces, like if you start replacing boards on a ship, how many boards do you replace before it's a new ship? Great question. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yours is deeper, but I don't care. Anyway, I mean literally so the chair. because let's boats go back to the Montauk water. chair. Did you Use get subtle it? quantum fields to read it? a person's thoughts. I don't get it. Mm-hmm. A psychic would lay in the chair, go into a trance, and a group of coils picked the emanations. What? Yeah, <laughs> you just lay down, and then the coils pick up your. Oh, the co- you know the coils. <laughs> yes, come I, on. Everyone knows coils. They've made sure. pots with them in elementary school. Um, In which they give to their dads on Father's Day. Here, maybe this will clear it up. A bank of radio receivers designed by Tesla, that old second basement bastard. (laughs) Okay, so a a bank of radio receivers designed by Tesla would pick up and digitize Mm -hmm. the thought, turning thought into computer code. Oh. Was this before or after he he launched his car into the space? (laughs) (laughs) The radar tower. <laughs> like, as if we know what that is. You know, the, the radar tower. The radar tower. Jesus, get Duh, on. What are you, stupid? Are you an idiot? The radar tower was Ugh. used to turn thought into reality. So let's see if we can walk through this here. Yeah. Lead the me. chair. Yes. So the chair. The chair. Like, uh, uh, I don't know if it's like emanating quantum fields like it's I mean, uh putting off quantum fields i mean if you go a to the psych- right place you're gonna get a chair with the emanating fields or yeah. otherwise like you like you're getting secondhand <laughs> it already you has a that. butt print in it it's uh, or it's, it's not emanating any fields and it's like what's your, the point you don't find a good montauk no. chair unless you buy it no. at ashley Furniture. yeah <laughs> <laughs> so okay so quantum fields come from the chair a psychic mm-hmm. lays in the chair Mm-hmm. Goes into a trance somehow. Yeah. A group of co- coils pick up its emanations. Coils. Radio receivers designed by Tesla pick up and digitize the thought. Mm-hmm. They turn it into code, and then radio ta- radar towers uh, turn the thought into reality. I don't know what that last uh-huh. sentence means. This seems because I feel like the goal is to get the thought out of the human. Yeah. But then somehow a radar tower like yeah, that's, <laughs> like that's makes the their stuff thoughts. That's really <laughs> hitting me weird because it's like why can't. Well, it feels it seems a little convoluted you know why can't they just do in-house why they got broadcast 
Yeah, like it turns your dreams into like a hologram. Like, you know, I mean, like I, I have I've like never done this, your but dream. You know, who knows? It might be like one uh, of those things that's like, you don't have to roast your own chilies, but if you don't, it's not going to be as good. So <laughs> no, if you're not like, broadcasting it from like tower to Like you go into else. a trance and then the radar tower makes a hologram. Like, oh, Steve's, he's naked in public again. Oh, he's losing his teeth now. Yeah. We can see it. He's losing his teeth. <laughs> There's this third grade teacher. She showed up here. I don't know why. So anyway, the third. Well, yeah. Shut up. Yep. <laughs> this chair, the Montauk chair, was used for many purposes. One, one, obviously, one. <laughs> the obvious one. Yeah. Was to open up a vortex for time travel. Obviously, many Montauk boys. Which is like a, what? <laughs> a term we're supposed to know, like Montauk boy. The you know, old like, Montauk The boys. old Montauk boy. It's like the big red machine from baseball. Yeah, like, yeah they're Montauk you boys. You know, you got to get them. He's a good old Montauk boy. He knows how to swing the pine. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> oh, those Montauk boys, they're strong as an ox. The classic Montauk Brooklyn pipeline for baseball. They sing sweet, sweet harmonies. Mm, what? <laughs> The Montauk boys. <laughs> We're on so many different levels right now. Anyway. <laughs> many Montauk boys were lost during the initial many testing of the time boy. vortex. <laughs> so yeah, a lot of them died during the uh, testing of the time it vortex. It was sad. Many a Montauk boy. So since the Montauk boys were a key program at Montauk. <laughs> key. Uh, selling, they were selling out. They sold out Red Rocks. Fucking sol- sellouts, you know. They sold out. Some say that's what the American Montauk Pie is boys. all about. You know, the day the music died was the day the Montauk Boys sold Montauk out. Montauk Boys <laughs> died in a vortex. Bye, in a bye, time vortex. American Pie. Now they're died in twenty seven forty nine. Twenty forty nine. They're in twenty seven forty nine singing. Bye, bye. That's not even that's not even close to the song. Barbara Ann. That's uh, literally the only part I know. I was singing American <laughs> Pie. I don't know where you're at. Bye bye, Miss Barbara Ann. Take my hand. That's how it goes. <laughs> um so a lot of them died in the time vortex. Since the Montauk wait, wait, boys wait, wait, were wait, wait. Yeah, how they many died of in the them were fused? Oh, that's a good fusion question. Fusion deaths. Yeah, fusion deaths. I don't know. Forty eight percent. Yeah, at least. Since the Montauk boys were a key program at Montauk, Montauk, Al had some influence, because he was one. Ah, Al had yes. some influence with the Montauk boys program. His duties Duty. were to handle the operations of the mind control program. So he uh, also has that. Fair. He can travel in time. He can do mind He's a control. good man for that. He was in regular contact with Duncan Cameron and Preston Nichols. So now, we're talking about Al Bielik. Do you remember who Duncan Cameron is? It was Ed's brother. Ed's brother, and now Al is like the ghost of Ed. <laughs> like Al oh, is no. Ed, it's... so he's talk. He's still talking to Duncan Cameron, who is his brother, and we don't but... know where Ed went. Like, where did Ed go? But like, in he's this just reality, Duncan never had a brother. Well, no. Du- yeah, well, okay, no, because this is okay. So this is the '70s. So 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 Ed was relegated to the '20s. In the 1950s. Yeah, but where was Duncan at this point? So he's back in the 20s living his whole life again. 
But so Duncan, now was they're... Duncan alive at the... I don't... So, yeah. So, like, Duncan came back from the future to 1943 and just went straight through. Like, yeah. lived his life. Yeah. So now... So now somewhere in the 50s, his brother disappears. Okay. But so he doesn't this is, know... This is the that Duncan at that from... moment... At that moment that his brother disappears, there's this other guy named Al who's been living his whole life as his uh, brother. So basically, so this now is they're the meeting same up. timeline. They're on the same timeline. Yes. They just went so the difficult to thing okay. to comprehend is how Al and and Ed could have existed at the same time. But we're just going to gloss over and that. And how Duncan didn't regress at all. He just kept on keeping on. Yeah, because the government didn't come after Duncan. They only came but after Al. But he didn't Al turn into he a fetus invented... like uh, Ed Well, did. Duncan didn't invent ion propulsion. That's so the government yep, didn't think he knew too much. Out. He knew about aliens and time travel and invisibility cloaks, but he didn't know too much because ion propulsion was the last straw. Yep. So anyway, he's so <laughs> Al is talking to Duncan and Preston. He's like, "Hey, I'm your brother," and he's like, "No, you're fucking not." Like, no. Oh, way. really? Uh, did you disappear? Did you time travel to 2137 where you burned his shit? Yeah, I'm your brother. So anyway. So he's like, this is the part of the movie where he's just like, no, I won't believe it. And he's like, goes back to his workshop and he's like, how am I going to convince him? And there's a whole yeah, thing. Exactly. That's the And then one. he pulls out in like half of a locket or something out of his pocket. And he's like, matches up with Duncan. So he's like, oh my God, it is true. So the third one's getting stronger. You thought it was. Yeah. You thought it was not a good. I mean, movie, it's kind of like you know, it's kind of like Rocky Four, where you think it's yeah. going to be shit, but like, and then you end up watching. Yeah, it every but it's time like it's on everyone's TV. favorite because it's so ridiculous. It's just great. So in the 1980s, yep, when the time control time control programs, yes, not time travel, time control programs, yeah, we're, were, we're operational. past traveling. We control it. Yeah, 1980s when they're operational, like hot tub time machine. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like in the 1980s. Yeah, the 80s is all about dominating other people and you know getting what's yours. So control. Right. Uh, so the 1980s when the time control programs were operational, Al participated in some of the time travel experiments. He was yes. like, "Hey, I've done this before." Yeah, I've been there. Uh, I used to be a guy named Ed. I did. It was a whole thing. Listen, guys, I'll volunteer. I got so, so time travel, right? Yeah. So the next sentence says, both he and Duncan traveled to Mars on several occasions, which I feel like is sort of a misinterpretation of time traveling. Yeah, and they're glossing over. There's a lot that's happened, you know, to get them well, there. Well, what's feel like convenient real- about all this You'll find out later is that like, uh, well, I'll tell well, you what, uh, Wait, wait, wait. So maybe it's they've t- traveled back in time so that like they put them in position that Mars, they're now in the Mars orbit that at that time in the past. And so Ooh. they travel less, you know what I'm saying? You get- Good explanation, fan fiction. Boom. Well done. Boom. Boom. Um, okay. So. Scripts coming together. Um. So they travel to Mars on several occasions. Yes. He now remembers several other trips he took with teams to a research station in 100,000 BC. Hmm. Uh, he also remembers other going to other planets to get canisters filled with light and dark energy. <laughs> hmm. Light energy, also known as normal energy. <laughs> light energy, yeah, just... just- uh, Readily he also went to the year on Earth, if we're being honest. This doesn't have the same ring to it, uh, but he also went to the year 6037. There's a lot of sevens. Yeah, know. that's, you know, some might say that that's because your mind automatically drifts to seven because it's like, you know, 
the the word uh, seven has such a nice meter and like ring to it but in reality but that's it's what's just happening that's here. just wrong it's truth hey guys what year should we go to i don't know how about 6037 oh yeah sounds good okay didn't we just that go to 2737 shut up that's, that's good that's good that's fine um so since the publishing of of this biography i'm reading about he's remembered even more so this is a okay. published book uh, what I'm reading is like a published biography on his website. If you want the full oh. recount, you can pay twenty nine ninety nine and get the CDs. <laughs> How much do you think it Which, costs again, to like you know make this into a movie? How much to buy the rights for this one? Oh, that's a good question. I would throw at least well, hundred dollars. Let me tell you this: in January nineteen eighty eight, after seeing the movie The Philadelphia Experiment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Al's memories about the the experiment started returning. Oh my god! So like, that's the so start he didn't get his memory. So yeah, so like Al didn't know. Al didn't remember the whole Philadelphia experiment. Uh, he still doesn't remember the whole thing. No, why? He's still he? getting memories of it. Yeah. So the 1988 movie really helped him remember. So basically, like he sees the Philadelphia experiment, goes all close encounters of the third kind, like potato sculpting, like. His wife's like, what's wrong, Al? And he's like, I just don't know. I saw this movie. It just really spoke to me. And that's where yeah, we're at. because it was about me. That's where we're at me. for, I feel like part one starts there. Okay, so so uh, IMDb says this movie came out in 1984, not 1988. Okay. Um, the Philadelphia Experiment. Yep. It starred uh, Michael Paré and Nancy Allen, Eric Christmas. Obviously. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so there's that. Obviously it was also highest-grossing movie of all time. You didn't know this. Yeah, it was also a TV movie in 2012. What? On what yes. network? Uh, Michael Paré was also in this one. Of course he was. <laughs> yes, he was. How Whoever gonna, he is. How are you gonna have Philadelphia Experiment without Michael Paré? Let me Main ask you that. Main character was Nicholas Lee. Oh. Known for his work in the X Files and Vertical Limit and Chaos and Shattered. So just the nineties. Currently in the Bletchley Circle San Francisco TV series. Uh, anyway, no one cares. So after seeing that movie So you're saying the rights to this are gonna be very, very available. Cheap. Very much available. Uh, for he us started today. remembering things. He believes his involvement with Montauk ended when he started remembering things. So they, they, they stopped asking him to work on the Montauk <laughs> experiment once he started remembering the Philadelphia experiment. Mm. Over time and through meetings with Preston Nichols, Duncan Cameron, and others, many more memories returned. Yeah. Ironically, just after his memories returned, Dr. John Von Newman tried oh to get in touch God, with him. Oh my God, that son of a bitch. That guy's got to be Newman! 170 years old. He's got to be 170 years old. He Comes off his volcano ageless. island and says, hmm, I'll be like, I have some information for you. Oh my God. This is just, and just go so, on, keep going. So John Von Newman tries to get in touch with him. It's a promise he made to Ed Cameron should his memories ever return. Mm-hmm. So he said, I promise if your memories come back, I'll remind you about your memories, <laughs> which seems like not a very useful thing no. to do. It would seem like, hey, I promise when you're 15, I will come find you. Well, the thing is, it wasn't, he said that, but he's like, 
then uh, Al or Ed said, well, how will I know? And then you'll hear this sound. Bow, bow. <laughs> bow, bow. You'll hear the key words. This ain't a song for the brokenhearted. Uh, and then uh, instant snapback. Oh, my God. Yes. And then John Von Neumann is like sweating and nervous outside the door. And he says, well, it's now or never. Uh-huh. I ain't going to live forever. And then he goes in. <laughs> and there it is. Oh, it's so good. Such a good song. I would, if I was a rich man, I would make this movie tonight. Yeah. Al, um, so Vonnie gets in contact with him. Al made the decision to mm-hmm. go public with the information about his involvement at Montauk mm-hmm. and the Philadelphia experiment in the 1989. I remember, I'm just reading. The 1989. That's how yeah, people I should, say uh, that. I should mention that yep. this thing is just riddled with typos and grammatical errors. But that's okay. because he's been a, he's it's been future speak. We yeah. don't understand the intricacies of their He has been, rules. Al has been a prolific speaker on both radio talk shows and conferences. Yeah, it's at minimum 60 grand to book him at your next event. Yeah. He believes he has not been harmed or stopped because his time-traveling experiences locked him into this timeline. Somehow, by being here today, he, among others in the program, served to balance the effects they produced from prior time-traveling experiments. Hmm. Wow. And that's where we leave it. That's some altruistic stuff if the timing of some of these stories confuses you america it's because these men are bat shit crazy (laughs) if the timing confuses you obviously you don't understand the movie inception i will also say i don't know if it's typos or what but the timelines and the events change on every page of the website so like if you click on a different person's biography all the dates are different if you click on the timeline all the dates are different it's ridiculous well that's because you just don't understand what it's like to be a time traveler now fun fact yeah that i told you to hold on to you remember when you said why isn't this a netflix series Mm -hmm. it is what sort of it is the hit series, Kimmy Schmidt. No, uh, the Montauk Project was the inspiration for Stranger Things. Uh, In fact, Stranger Things had a working title of Montauk. What is being developed? It is not. I think this would be better than Stranger Things. Fuck <laughs> yeah, it would. Yeah, like this oh. is this is like Bill and Ted's meets you know meets uh. What's that? What's the Forrest Gump? Yeah. Meets Harry and the Hendersons. Meets Stranger Things. Yes. And it's just it's incredible. Meets like Doctor Strangelove probably in there. Yeah. Well, Men in Black. And then action. obviously, obviously, John Bon Jovi's DB Cooper. So he's in there probably. <laughs> There's also somewhere. like what's a movie where like two brothers reunite after a long time not seeing each other? It's like a lot of movies. It's like twins with Arnold Schwarzenegger and uh, Danny DeVito, <laughs> <laughs> and that's obviously, obviously the cast. That's the number one example of that. Obviously, sister, Danny sister. DeVito. Like, can we just go sister 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 sister? Uh, um, Donald so Faison anyway. is Al Ed Cameron. <laughs> Meets Skyline. Meets Don Faison dies in four minutes. Why, why haven't Skyline Two's out? Right? We uh, yeah, I think so. We need to watch we that. See it. Anyway, 
What do you think? Bio- biographies of... And, and remember I said people like significant figures in American history, oh, which yeah. you have to admit Al Bielik is. He's the Forrest Gump of science. <laughs> he's invented every... My thing he's is, lived two lives. Yeah, and both better than mine. Like super cool. I think I'm what, almost I think, scared that I think, this is what we should do. Like this was so funny and so fun, uh, but if we shouldn't, you could. Those are scary. The worst descriptors you could have used for this. I'm scared. <laughs> I'm scared that we I'm gonna. Know. I'm gonna be honest with you. I think we shouldn't become a podcast about this, and we should okay. become the producers of this production. And oh, we should the quit. Damn movie. Yeah, we gotta quit. While make the movie. It's so Listen, hard to follow. America, it's we're so gonna hard to start this. We need fourteen million dollars to make this come. Fourteen out. million minimum. That's like the minimum. Dwayne the Rock Johnson's got to be in it at some point. Well, who? He'll <laughs> find a role for him, he's, America. But it's gonna be a it's new role. For, he's not the lead. He's the buddy. Tom in this Hanks. Movie. This is a biopic. It's calling it's, your name. That's it's Tom Hanks and his brother The Rock. Tom Hanks plays Ed and Al, right? Yeah. No, no, no. no. He plays Ed, and then The Rock's his brother, and then he comes back as, and Jack Black is is (laughs) Al. Keep in mind, too, that if you sign on to this movie, you're getting at least three. It's at least a trilogy. Oh, yeah. Like, think Hunger Games money. We're getting Hunger Games money out of this. Oh, easily. And then... um, I'm trying to think. Who's that guy who's the Bond villain? Uh, who's our bad guy? Uh, not bad guy, but who plays John Bon Jovi? The guy with uh, from the new Bond movies. That like Swedish, Nor- N- Scandinavian man. With the scar. Daniel Craig? No. From the new the Bond The bad movies. guy. The bad guy. Uh, oh, yeah. You know who know I'm talking name. about. Yeah, I don't know his name, but yes, I know exactly who Or that who guy from The Walking yeah. Dead. He could also yeah. be in there. Who plays Newman? Christopher Lloyd? Newman. John Von Newman <laughs> plays like Christopher Lloyd. Fucking Newman. No, Christopher Christopher Lloyd. I love Christopher Lloyd, but he he's he is rough these days. But <laughs> we're going what we back. Want for Newman. But we're going back in time. But there's gotta be three or four Newmans yeah. at different times. So we anyway, actually America, get Seinfeld Newman and You don't want to hear Lloyd. us do this whole freaking thing. We're gonna do it all fair for about it. seven yeah. hours now. You'll, You'll see, see it in theaters. Pack our Kickstarter, fourteen mil in a world. You can get a cr- where nothing makes sense. Yes. If you donate a million dollars, you get your name in the credits. And if you heard it here, and one free pass, no guest. If you've lived two lives, we'll even put both your names. Yes. In. If you both donate a million dollars, we will give you one, not two, one guest pass. <laughs> And people leave the theater like, so was Ed and Al the same guy? They both look like <laughs> Tom Hanks. And then Jack Black was there? <laughs> Why was The Rock in it? And Tom Hanks aren't, and The Rock aren't brothers. That was. And weird. then we'll just be off to the side nodding our heads saying, they got it. They, they got, got it. <laughs> Hope you got it, America. <laughs> We're on the Facebooks and the Twitters. and Get on the tweeters. We'll name it, at next, name it time. next time. Yeah. And name it Gmail at gmail.com. We're on the mail. We're on the mail. You want to sue us? If you got minutes, if you got internet minutes, (laughs) go ahead and email us at at, uh, uh, name it next time at gmail.com. At name it next time. Check us out on the Instagram. Instagram is probably your best bet. Instagram. You want to get on there. 
Anywho, we well, did it. It's my <laughs> life. He's never we can't afford never. it.